What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Blockhash Podcast, uh, episode 246. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsor, Swash, for helping empowering people by reimagining data ownership. Go to swashapp.io to check them out and see what they are all about. Uh, today on the podcast, I have Jesse back for part two to talk about PowerFan and everything that they've done since. I know they got a bunch of cool stuff. Um, that they have done recently, and they got a fantastic platform. Jesse, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Hey, good to be back. Thanks, Brandon. Excited to be here. It's always excited uh, to have you on and to talk about PowerFan. Um, before we do, I know there's a bunch of stuff you want to talk about and you want to share with us, um, but give me a quick recap of who you are again, just for the audience in case they didn't see the previous episode or don't fully remember um, who you are. Like, So what do you did? In the past, uh, your your journey through the wonderful crypto industry that we all live in, um, and how you kind of got to PowerFan. Yeah, for sure. So, <clears throat> well, first thing I'd say is for the last ten years, I've been an author and book publisher, and so been working with uh, entrepreneurs, health and wellness experts, people in the self help space, basically content creators and authors for majority of the last decade. In 2017, got the crypto bug for the first time, started investing in ICOs, um, found out about Ethereum when it was $80, sold it for like $200 and thought I was super smart, right? But then Mm -hmm. got my first exposure around that time, 2017 2017 into 18, and had a good little run, uh, but then kind of laid low for the crypto winter um, at 19 into 2020. But then started to tune into what was coming up in the NFT space end of 2020 and discovered projects like Sandbox, um, Rarible, uh, TVK, others that were starting in this metaverse. And that ignited my interest again. Um, Then we had a nice run going into 2021, um, which turned into like the NFT explosion year. And it was in this time, uh, just over a year ago now, April uh, of last year, 2021, that we, I co-founded PowerFan.io with uh, one of my partners, Albert Ahn, who is an award-winning blockchain programmer. We met at UC Berkeley uh, eight years ago or so. And my other partner, Matt David, who's a data scientist. Um, and now we've got a team of about eight or nine people um, spread out across the world, focused on content creators and decentralized finance and how to bring those together to create what we call earn while you learn. So talk about it in the episode, I'm sure. But you know, our vision is to really give the power of blockchain and the the power of digital assets over to creators and to allow them to both earn yields and earn for their content um, from a user side, allowing people to earn and access content, support creators um, and that brings us pretty much up to present. Still a very active crypto investor. I'm a like moderator on a couple projects. So love to keep my fingers in the different cookie jars out there. Nice. Um, give us a quick recap on what PowerFan is as well. Um, we also talked about that extensively last time, but what's the PowerFan in a nutshell? Sure. So PowerFan.io is the platform. And we have our own token, the PFAN token, 
Um, I can share that we've signed a deal to launch on gate.io <clears throat> sometime this summer. So we have our own cryptocurrency and that powers our DeFi staking, our decentralized finance staking platform, um, which we'll take a look at. But PowerFin consists of really two things. Decentralized finance staking, where people can earn up to 100% APY in our PFAN token, and our content creator platform, where content creators can um, publish exclusive content, set a price for it, denominate it in crypto, and then earn totally outside of the traditional finance space. Uh, the other side of the content platform is for users. So similar to a Patreon model, uh, even an OnlyFans model, where you can pay to unlock exclusive content, connect with creators, and really any other bonuses that, that they want to provide. Nice. Um, I've checked it out um, plenty of times. It's a fantastic platform. I'm still looking to do some NFTs on PowerFan as well. Really want to do it on a few different platforms and really uh, expand out quite a bit. What are some of the things that you guys are offering for creators so that they can start uh, pushing their personal brands or if they have a, a business or they have something like a podcast, for example? Um, what are some things you guys have as tools that make you guys stand out? Sure thing. Yeah, we've got um, a profile view wherein you've got uh, a place to publish your exclusive content or subscription only content. So that could be a podcast episode or it could be, you know, behind the scenes notes that you can only access by paying, um, whereas the podcast episode is free and publicly available. So it's a place where like podcasters, authors could offer um, training content that supports their book, even, you know, one-on-one -on -one access or offering some type of interaction through the platform. So really the same way that you'd envision sharing content uh, in any other way, whether it's a training course, downloadables, video, et cetera, and then put a price on it in what we call power tickets. Um, and power tickets are always equal one-to-one -to, -one to our PFAN token. And so that's, that's a little bit of the setup for the creator side. Got it. What are, um, what's, what's new? I know that you guys have a bunch of things you want to talk about that you've done recently. I, I got something to pull up that you I uh, want to share to my screen. I'm going to pull that up now for you. Yeah, um, I can give, give everybody a little preview of the platform here. Yeah, can you see it okay? Yeah. Okay. And so what we've got here, this is within the PowerFan um, site. So that's the homepage, just to get a quick look. And then in our DeFi and Power Tickets area, um, this is the staking platform itself. So you can see through this wallet, I've got 10,833 PFAN staked across four different positions. So if we look at this first one, there's 10,000 PFAN staked. It's been staked for 22 days as part of a 30-day lockup, earning 50% APY. And you can see the status here, it's earning and the pending rewards at the end of the period, 821.9178 PFAN. And then you can see those same numbers for each position here on this uh, top bar as well. And so each user will have their own dashboard like this. Um, so you could create multiple positions. You could stack a 30, 60, and 90 day. <clears throat> Whereas here we've got 75% API with a 60 day lockup and 100% APY with a 90 day. Uh, this is built on the Polygon network. 
and um, we built our own Polygon bridge for anybody that might have had V1 PFAN tokens on Ethereum. But we've also got a direct purchase contract um, priced in Matic where you can purchase PFAN and then the staked position is, um, is basically a pair of PFAN and the equivalent amount of Matic. So for those that are familiar with staking, technically this is locking liquidity or providing a liquidity pair of PFAN and Matic to earn a yield in PFAN. And so the other side of that is here's the content platform. And for every staked position, we give 25% of the um, PFAN amount in what we call power tickets or PTICs. And PTICs are not a crypto token. It's not on the blockchain. It's just a web application that you see in the profile. Mm-hmm. Um, but that allows for easy, seamless transactions. And here you can see I can price my content in power tickets, which again is the same as PFAN. And then I can cash out my power tickets for PFAN and thereby earn with content. So like you can just set it up like you would a post on most platforms, right? So if we were doing something here, um, you know, I could create something and say, you know, here's a uh, hundred PFAN tokens um, that you can claim. And here's my, my behind the scenes analysis after doing this podcast, just for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'd create that post and that would be in VIP posts. And then if I was looking at this profile, I'd see that it cost a thousand power tickets to unlock my content. And so that's, um, a quick little tour through the staking side of the platform and how that is overlaying and, and will continue to integrate with the content creator side of the platform. Got it. Do you need PFAN in order to uh, mint on PowerFan or is that just for the staking and giving a use case for, for PFAN in the meantime? Yeah, so at the moment we're pretty focused on the DeFi and content creator side, and then we're going to fold NFTs back into it um, in the not too distant future. At that point, PFAN will be able to be used for uh, NFTs on the platform. So that'll be coming in the not too distant future. Uh, But you do need PFAN to stake. And then soon we're going to have a way to purchase power tickets with fiat. So it'll actually be a content platform that you can on-ramp with fiat since power tickets are not a crypto it's the equivalent of um, buying gems on the vive platform to get marvel character um, nfts or other web-based tokens that aren't actually a crypto asset so people can buy power tickets consume content the creator can cash out the power tickets to pfan and then that's their earning opportunity in crypto. Got it. And you guys said you have a partnership upcoming with gate.io to list PFAN? Yep. So gate.io is, I think, a little larger than KuCoin as far as exchanges go. And we'll be on there sometime this summer. We'll have a final date soon. Happy to announce and share that with with you and the audience, uh, of course. And for everybody that has PFAN leading up to the listing, that's a nice 
opportunity to be part of that initial, you know, supply and trading. So we're thinking sometime in August, most likely, um, to launch on Gate.io. While we build out more staking and have more content live on the platform, just more overall utility, I think that's the right on-ramp to listing on a medium, larger size exchange. And then we'll be on more exchanges in the future, too. Nice. Um, you guys, I know you guys had NFTs previously, so have you pulled back on that temporarily to focus on the, the DeFi and the staking? Um, or, or was there another reason why? Yeah, I mean, the, the honest answer is like we did a number of NFT launches of various sizes. And what I've learned is an NFT launch, like a whole collection launch is a big undertaking. Um, whereas the, the platform works, right? Anybody could create NFTs and list them as available for sale. But <clears throat> it seemed like we needed larger teams and more like overall activity and hype and people with larger platforms to realize the, the potential of NFTs. Um, so I'm still personally excited about NFTs in, for a number of different reasons. Uh, and yet it's a little bit on the side burner as we built out the whole staking platform and pursued exchange partners to, to list on. But over the course of this year, it'll all be integrated within PowerFan. Got it. Yeah, I, I've had the same experience. I'm trying to do the same thing with another project that, that uh, my company's partnered with. We're trying to launch a very large 10,000 piece NFT collection in the next like 60 days. Um, the issue is um, if you want to do it in Ethereum, it's so damn expensive to mint 10,000 NFTs at once. Uh, you have to have the right tools in order to mint them all at once to create randomized um, um, designs for 10,000 different mints as well. Uh, so th it's a huge hassle. It's, it's really not as easy as people think it is um, at, at the current point in time. And then, um, yeah, on top of that, the Ethereum fees just kill everybody. And then no one wants to buy one because um, it costs like $70 uh, in fees just to acquire an NFT on top of whatever the purchase price is. Um, yep. I mean, that, there's a lot of uh, totally accurate there. I mean, it's one of the reasons that, you know, most projects build on Ethereum first and then deploy onto other blockchains. That's the case with us as well, whereas now we're on Polygon. And so with our V1 staking, it was like maybe $100 to open a staked position. And now it's three cents. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the, the difference can be night and day and I'm excited about NFTs on other platforms like um, Avalanche, Phantom. Mm -hmm. There's some other great options online and and that are growing in popularity that totally get around that Ethereum fee hassle. Yeah, Polygon has been a fantastic um, bridge and layer to get around that issue with Ethereum. I, I've been minting on Polygon and using that exclusively just because it's cheap and it's free. It doesn't cost me anything and, until the damn thing's sold. <laughs> um, and then after that, it's it's actually minted. So it's, it's kind of a fantastic workaround for Ethereum. I'm also very excited about the Solana NFTs. Um, not very excited about the Solana ecosystem at the moment, but the NFTs will be interesting. I know those are launching on OpenSea relatively soon and 
uh, Tezos NFTs, I'm pretty uh, bullish on too. I think those are going to be surprising to a lot of people. And yeah, Avalanche and uh, a number of others have a lot of promise too. So I think we're going to have this whole revolution in which blockchains are good for minting NFTs. Uh, Cardano is another one that's just starting to to break into the limelight. So I'm I'm sure you're aware of a lot of this too. Yeah, I mean, I always go in and like at least buy a few NFTs whenever a new platform has them available. Um, I'm I agree with you on Solana. I mean, the one one of the few times I've been rugged was on an NFT launch on Solana, but the plaf- the the blockchain works. Uh, that was just a bad project. Yeah, with Cardano. Um, I've gotten some NFTs there. Elrond eGold Network has NFTs. The thing I like with Avalanche, and I think Phantom does this too now, is you can price it in stablecoin. So like on Avalanche, you could price NFTs in MIM, which is a stablecoin. And on Phantom, I believe you have USDC as an option. So to even be able to price without worrying about the token price fluctuation and just have a fixed price, I think will appeal to more creators and businesses to have a uh, certainty around their price, you know, for their goods, for their NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the stigma is everyone wants to buy an Ethereum NFT, but I think that's going to change very, very quickly and probably in the next six months. Um, whereas all these options start coming out that are a lot more affordable and you get someone really popular or a big collection to, to jump on one of those blockchains or a platform that supports one and then all of a sudden you're going to start a whole new wave of different types of nfts being created um that's not good for ethereum in my opinion i think they got some serious issues um or they're going to get leapfrogged pretty soon yeah i mean even with polygon OpenSea supports it um coinbase just launched their nft platform publicly i I got the public announcement this morning so nft.com just launched and they rolled out uh, Genesis keys, and they're going to operate as a DAO, will eventually be multi-chain. So there's some cool stuff coming online that will even maybe supersede OpenSea. Like Coinbase uh, NFT, I think, had over 2 million people on the wait list to create an NFT profile. Which Its first week was so bad. Uh, it, it did like 900 uh, transactions in a week, which is really low. Um given how many people were on that wait list. I don't know what the problem was because I haven't checked it out yet. Maybe it's the UI or something or, um, but uh, I don't, I don't know if Coinbase is going to do as well as we think it will with NFTs. That's still need some time. Yet to be determined. I totally agree. But the only point I I guess I was making was, you know, 2 million people is what, like 10 or 15 times the user base on OpenSea. Mm -hmm. So for anyone that thinks NFTs had their moment in the sun, the ecosystem is expanding horizontally and vertically with other blockchains. Um, so that's exciting to me for sure. Oh yeah. It's definitely exciting. Um, I, I think the team at OpenSea is very smart. They're expanding very quickly and staying ahead of the game for now. And, um, I, I think the art industry has a lock on certain platforms like nifty gateway and, and super rare. Um, I, I think it'll be utility-based NFTs that really start driving attention to other platforms and the types of use cases like subscriptions, for example, or unlockables um, or getting exclusive access in different forms. Um, I know Mintable, or not Mintable, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's Mintable. They allow you to put like actual files as embeddable 
content, exclusive content. Uh, whereas OpenSea, you have to post like a link or text. Um, you can actually upload a video or app upload an actual file. So um, th I think there's different ways to go about a lot of these features and it's, it's getting interesting. Yeah, the other thing I see with uh, NFTs is now you can use them through a gateway to access content. So on, on say, Polygon or Avalanche or Phantom, <clears throat> the book publisher in me is excited because now you could sell a $10 ebook, three cent transaction fee, but then validate you have the NFT in order to access the actual book content and any associated bonuses. Mm -hmm. So even if it's not delivered in the NFT itself, you get a lighter file size that you can just validate your wallet has it, and then you get the actual content unlocked or available. Um, so I think that's going to open up a <clears throat> ton of possibilities because then you could sell that NFT or resell it, um, which creates another royalty for the author in that case or the creator, plus lets the consumer recover some or all or more than their purchase price. So two big shifts in the economics of content sales and resales with that functionality as that gets more popular. Yeah, that's actually one thing I plan to do because my my book with Forbes is coming out soon. It's it's in final review and will probably sign off this month and be completely done. Um, I think one of the things I'm going to do with it is launch an NFT collection and each part of the book is going to be an NFT. Um, they'll be able to buy the book like normal separately, like on Amazon or in a bookstore and, and whatnot. But I think it'd be really cool to take uh, a page or a couple pages and make that into one NFT. So that if you buy that NFT, you get access to that section of the book. And then I just like chop it up into um, um, clips or something that's uh, enticing, maybe clickable. I don't want to say clickbait, but makes you want to click on it. Like, Oh, if you buy this NFT, you're going to learn about this specifically, or you're going to understand this topic or, uh, you know, kind of what I'm talking about. Um, I think it'd be really cool because I haven't seen that done yet. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I mean, I always think of like the NFT and talking about unlocking. If you have a section in the book on DeFi staking, you could say if you get the NFT, like PowerFan's going to hook you up with 10,000 PFAN tokens or something. So you could sell NFTs out of the book and do mm -hmm. collabs and giveaways or unlockable content to incentivize that beyond just the content in that section of the book. Yeah, that, that, that'd a be a starter kit for NFTs and an NFT section. You could have um, really anything. What, what about, I want to ask you this, What's a good way, or is it possible yet, to have redeemable links for tokens um, or for NFTs? Like if you have an NFT drop or something coming out, instead of you know having people have to send you information so that you can airdrop it to their address, um, is there a way where they could just click on like a link and then redeem it themselves, and then you could send it out like by email or SMS or something? It, it, it seems like it streamlines so many of these drops and make them so much easier instead of having to um, get people to opt in and curate all their um, their Ethereum addresses or what, whatever it may be versus just, um, you know, sharing a link directly. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I'm pulling up on the screen, actually. If you want to pop that on. Sure. 
here's an example of what we're doing with uh, a book NFT launch. <clears throat> so between a silver, gold, and platinum package, this one's just a test price, but here is like a thousand MIM and it unlocks certain bonuses. But if you have one of these in your wallet, um, anyways, you just purchase, I won't do the actual simulation here, but then you'd pass through uh, an unlock page, <clears throat> sign a transaction in your wallet that's free. And then once it validates it, it takes you to the actual content and delivers it. So that's a way to do it without submitting a form and name and email. It's literally just validating the NFT in the wallet to access the content. Interesting. Interesting. What, what, are, what are these books? Are, are these examples or are these um, actual ones? <clears throat> Excuse me. A little cough. No worries. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> yeah, this is the actual the actual ones, um, but one of these is just a test price to do a final check. But it's part of a broader um, collection about what was a Wall Street Journal best-selling book that's turning into an NFT collection. Okay, interesting. Yeah, send that over to me. I want to check that out. It looks really cool. I will for sure. Um, we're going to need to wrap up relatively soon. Was there anything in particular um, that we haven't talked about that you want to highlight as well with uh, PowerFan? Maybe something on the roadmap that's coming up, things that are rolling out. Um, I, I know you've talked a number of things about PFAN and staking and DeFi and the NFTs coming back. Um, are you guys introducing other chains? I know you have Polygon. Um, are you planning on including Avalanche at some point or um, a different blockchain? Um, what, what else do you guys got coming up? <clears throat> yeah, for sure. We've got, um, so we're on Ethereum now and Polygon, more focused on Polygon for the, you know, price and things that we mentioned, <clears throat> but then we're in chats with Phantom Foundation. So we'll most likely deploy on Phantom either as our next blockchain or the one after that, in which case we do Binance Smart Chain. So looking at if we want to deploy on uh, Binance versus um, Phantom next. And then we're also in talks with Metis uh, as well. And so between those, we'll eventually be on each of those. From my perspective, I want to have a custom like solution or something that's native to that platform. So our staking is already set up on Polygon. If we did on Binance, we'd bridge some tokens and create a, a different staking opportunity for Binance users to access ditto with phantom looking at collabs between prominent projects on each of those ecosystems <clears throat> and then into the summer uh, gate io listing for our pfan token should be fun and then by the end of the year um, <clears throat> nft integration with the DeFi and content platform so that people have ways to stake and earn while they learn and then eventually have an NFT that unlocks content or delivers uh, bonuses like we looked at briefly there. Okay, got it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, where, where can people go to learn more about uh, PowerFan and what you guys have coming up? Do you guys have any resource pages or blogs or just the website? Um, yeah, um, PowerFan.io. We've got... Um, bunch of information here that 
you could check out like information mm -hmm. for authors, content creators. Um, also, we've got our white paper here, so you can access it just from the site. It's got our full uh, roadmap and vision. Cool. And so I encourage everybody, yeah, take a look at this. And um, if you're interested in staking, you know, reach out to me directly and or we can set up uh, some kind of a giveaway or hookup for the Blockhash audience to start getting exposure and earning some of those staking yields that we looked at. And uh, I'd say that's that's a that's a good overview and a wrap of what we got going on. Nice. Um, do you guys have a community on Discord or Telegram or any of those places? Yeah, we've got a um, Twitter. So we've got a Twitter presence with uh, Powerfan. We'll pull it up right now. And then we've got a Discord as well, which you should have links to join here from the site. And we've got a Telegram announcement groups too, if you just want to get updates. Um, and we've got a, a regular newsletter we call the Power Letter. So you mm -hmm. can sign up for any or all of those and get regular updates on what's uh, going live on our roadmap. Cool. Uh, what about you? Are you on uh, social media? Can people find you? Yeah. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Jesse Krieger, and then uh, on Instagram, um, we have a power fan profile and mine is lifestyle entrepreneur. Cool. Cool guys. Go follow Jesse, go follow and check out power fan. Make sure to like, uh, and subscribe to the video and to the podcast and check out the Blockhash uh, podcast NFT collection. Actually, you want to check this out? I got it pulled up. This is, Oh yeah. I saw you started really launching. Cool. That was, that was awesome, man. Yeah. So what, what we're doing, um, is, we wanted to create the first um, NFT collection for a podcast. Wasn't sure how to go about doing it for a while, um, but decided to just launch a new NFT every single week for every single episode that comes out. Um, and then attached to that episode, uh, when you purchase it, gives you the ability to get sponsored on the show for uh, the next 30 days. So essentially, we're trying to bundle in sponsorships and promotional deals into the NFTs. Um, but we're doing it slowly. So instead of dropping like, um, if I have 246 episodes, dropping 246 NFTs, and then, you know, if those all got purchased, I don't know if I'd be able to sponsor 246 people in, yeah. <laughs> in 30 days. That would take forever to get through an episode. Um, but we've, we've spaced them out a little bit. And... Um, we think it'd be an interesting way in the future for people to start interacting with the show and um, contributing and paying if they want to, um, trying to find different ways to monetize. I think this will be the beginning of um, how content creators can start monetizing what they're doing, how influencers can start monetizing through NFTs. So we're having fun with it right now. And it'll... Um, I mean, that looks great. I'd be happy to contribute 10,000 P fan to whoever buys the episode from our, uh... yeah, I was going to talk to you about that because, uh, so next week, the NFT that will come out will be for the one I did this morning with the moon bears finance project. And then the following week will be for our episode today. Um, and I was going to ask you if there is anything you want to put into the NFT, um, as exclusive content that people can unlock when they purchase it. Um, that could be an added benefit as well. Um, oh, so sure. we can we can chat about that. Yeah, happy to. Um, 
can do 10,000 PFIN and a, and a walkthrough to get that staked on our platform with whoever buys the NFT from, a, from our episode. And we come up with some more cool stuff, we can throw it in there too. Yeah, absolutely. Chuck in as much as you want. Um, we'll, we'll chat about it off, uh, off the show in a while. Um, anyways, thanks for coming on, Jesse. Really do appreciate it. I'm glad that things are going well with PowerFan. You guys are powering forward and I'm looking to work with you guys a lot more. I think there's a lot of interesting ways we can collaborate and always, always happy to have you on the show. 100%. Thanks so much for having me back. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Anytime. Anytime. Talk soon.